Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Raw Talk. In this episode, we have a very lovely guest with us today. Heather, how are you? Hi, thank you for having me. (laughs) Thanks for being here. So to start this off, tell us just a little bit more about you, your work, and just what you do. Um, So my name is Heather Nunez. I am currently your Miss New York USA 2022. Um, I live in New York City. I'm on the road to Miss USA. And um, I just really have like a very um, long background story. I kind of told you before prior I think yeah yeah uh, where I experienced domestic violence growing up I come from a family of immigrants you know I'm Latina and yeah, yeah so I have a, a a great story to share yeah absolutely we're all about digging to our stories so I think it'd be very beneficial for the listeners and myself to really you know have you just get into it all just the good the bad the ugly just everything um yeah go for it yeah sure so um Someone who really inspires me, like, throughout my life is my little sister. I just got a little sister recently. She's six years old. And (laughs) um, she's, like, my number one inspiration throughout all of this. And really just helping raise her because I was only 20 years old when she was born. And it was, like, my first experience, like, learning what it was like to be a mother and things like that. And I think um, with that experience, but also... A really good friend of mine who passed away recently from bone really pushed me to like pursue my dreams and like not let a day go by where I wasn't like striving to be the best that I can be. Right. Um, so I witnessed domestic violence in my household from a very young age and it was really hard as you can imagine. And then unfortunately for me, I ended up being in my own domestic violence relationship. Um, I was in the domestic violence relationship for about three years. And um, it wasn't until I reached out to law enforcement for help and also my school campus at the time where I was able to really push through. But it was such a hard time for me because not only was I physically being abused, but I was also mentally being abused in many ways. So um, when I built the courage to leave the relationship, eventually that person actually became like my stalker. Mm. So it was like a, it was like a very, very long, challenging, dark time in my life. And um, I got the help that I needed. I immediately, like, I spoke to people. I like really focused on my mental health. And still to this day, I'm still healing through things that I experienced during that time it was such a traumatic time in my life um but yeah I feel like I've definitely overcome all of those struggles and you know no one's ever perfect obviously we're still like learning every day and so true and things like that but for the most part I've grown so much and every day I look back at it and I'm just so proud of how far I've come yeah, absolutely. And I'm proud of you as well. Um, just the way that you have spoken up about this. Um, I know as a woman, it is very, uh, it can be very intimidating to speak up about these things. Um, so I applaud you for that. And I, I get to, uh, in regards to just being in an uncomfortable situation and not really knowing how to navigate it, not really know how to get out of it. Um, I'm very proud of you for actually seeking help because I feel like many, many people, they, they will not do that. They're very scared. And uh, they will not seek help. So in regards to that aspect, um, 
you know, when did you really build up that courage to say, you know, I'm going to get law enforcement involved and I'm just going to go from there? You know, how did you really come about that? So I want to say it's it's completely normal to feel like you're afraid to speak up because I myself spent three years afraid to speak up realistically. And I didn't even tell my mother. I didn't tell. I mean, my mom and my family didn't find out about this until like a year or two ago. And this was like so long ago that it happened, you know? So yeah, it's, it's normal to feel afraid, but I think the important part is that you have to envision a better life for yourself and you have to really push through and like know that you deserve so much better. And I think that's key. And for me, I think when I, finally spoke up and I realized that I wasn't alone that was when it was a lot easier for me to like overcome and move forward from that right yeah and mental health you are also a mental health advocate as well um as long along with your domestic violence uh, advocacy and um you know mental health and domestic violence they do go hand in hand as you know um it's a dual thing uh so also to within that time i know it was a traumatic time i know it was a dark time for you uh mentally how were you during that time you know how was your mental health and have you noticed a difference ever since you know really speaking up about it absolutely um i think at the time when i was going through all of that i was super insecure i was very depressed i like felt no hope and Mm. i just felt lost and i didn't really see much for myself and it wasn't until like I started speaking to people and getting the help that I needed that I started to see beyond that. I remember speaking with like my school counselor at the time yeah. and telling her like, I don't think I'll ever leave this relationship. And I remember her telling me like, no, like trying to encourage me. And I remember like specifically saying like, I don't ever see myself leaving this relationship wow. because I was so afraid. Right. And then a year later from when I had told her that, I was in a completely different mental state and it's all because I asked for help because I reached out because I focused on myself and decided to work on myself. Yeah, it really does all boil down to that. And we all know that self-love is probably the most difficult love (laughs) there is. (laughs) Um, Self-love is is so underrated uh, and not many people really know how to express it or channel it. Um, So within your own experiences, um, you know, throughout your teens, throughout your 20s, being in that relationship, being outside of that relationship, uh, you know, how do you really focus on self-love and self-care? So for me, I do a lot of things. Number one for me is definitely like prayer and just belief and faith. And I keep a close relationship with God at all times. And then um, I also take my time to just focus on me like writing in my journal and like writing affirmations and really taking care of your body is also key when you're like wake up and you stretch in the morning I know it may seem like such a small thing to do but it really can make such a difference and I've learned that so much even with my prep for Miss New York I really like focus so much like my number one goal throughout this journey was to focus on my mental state and I constantly said that because I really felt like that was key for me winning and it worked. You yeah. Know? So another big thing for me was working with a spiritual coach, a life oh. coach. Yeah, I was working with her. I want to say 
once I think it was once or twice a week. Sometimes if I felt like I needed her a little more, I would do like two weeks or twice yeah. a week. But I was constantly working with a spiritual coach and she really helped me like go deep into that childhood trauma and like the things that I went through, but also like helped me build the confidence that I needed to compete, but also just to live life. Wow. Yeah. I love that you brought that point up. Um, you know, life coaching. Um, I, I feel like life coaching is so beneficial and just like what you said, you know, you said once or twice, you know, depending on your mood, um, it's all about flexibility and it's all about comfortability and you have to do what's best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is also, you know, in regards to putting yourself first as well. It's, it's super important, you know, therapy or life coach or uh, just like what you said too, just writing things down. Um, they're all very, very important, um, especially nowadays because everything is moving so, so quick, as you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> everything is going a mile a minute. <laughs> um, so it's very important. And I did want to touch on um, your childhood. So you were raised in New York. I was born and raised in New York City, but I do come from a family of immigrants from Dominican Republic. Right. And so I experienced what it was like in Dominican Republic from a young age because we used to go to DR, I want to say, once or twice every year since I was like five years old. Oh, wow. So I really got to see what it was like in that country and to see like the little opportunities. I mean, even still to this day, I was there, I want to say, a few months ago. I was there in April. So my dad lives out there because he was deported when I was around nine years old. So I always try to make time to go and visit him and just spend time with the rest of my family out there. But just from a young age, seeing what it was like out there and they really have nothing. Like when you look at the difference from like what we have compared to them, it's, Mm -hmm. it's such a drastic change. And wow. um, It really motivated me just to bring like honor to my family and like, do the best that I could to really bring them pride and a bit of hope, you know? Right. Yeah. And that's, that's beautiful that you do make time for that. Um, that's, that's such a beautiful thing that you hold uh, within yourself. Um, and uh, throughout to your childhood, um, I did notice and read that uh, growing up in New York, uh, the schooling, the school, so you had a hard time in school. I did. I went to really bad schools. Yeah. For most of it, I remember, like, teachers, like, it was just really, really bad. My school was was really bad um, because I was – not to say that all schools in low-income neighborhoods are bad because I think some are great, Mm -hmm. but the ones that I went to were just not good. Um, But it wasn't until I was in about fifth grade that my mom changed my schools, and I got a completely different, like, learning experience. It was, like, mind-blowing. I remember – I went to school in Washington Heights and I had such a bad experience. I mean, they put me in the wrong grade several times (laughs) to where no one even knew. And I would go home crying to my mom, like, I don't understand anything. And then my mom was the one that found out for me that I was in the wrong grade for like so long. Like it was just terrible. But when she changed my schools for the first time in my life, like school was fun and school was entertaining. And I don't think like, people realize how important that is because when you're in school 24 7 like we're in school so long and it's important for it to be like engaging right you know so for me it was for the time that I was in the school in Washington Heights it was really um like challenging and I was like I didn't believe in myself at all I mean I was struggling to Mm -hmm. understand and it was a lot but once I changed like my schools it really changed everything for me 
Wow. Yeah. You did touch on finding yourself. Um, you know, you did bring up that, you know, during your childhood in school, um, you felt, as you put it, uh, too Latina growing up. And, uh, you know, you felt like none of the kids were like you and, and you couldn't relate to anybody. Um, so building off of that and, and the woman that you are today, uh, how did that really shape you? You know, how did you really take that time and take those experiences to really find yourself? Because I know that must have been very challenging. Yeah, so when I did do the school changing, I was going to, I want to say predominantly white schools. Mm-hmm. And I often felt like I was too Latina or like, right. you know, like I, di- I didn't feel like I fit, fit in a lot. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was really just about embracing that and going to Dominican Republic and then feeling like I was like, what they call it a gringa like you're too like you know you're not spanish enough for them Mm. but then you're too spanish over here so Mm. it's like where do you where do you belong but Mm. i really learned to embrace it because i think it's so beautiful to be a part of both worlds i mean like i feel so blessed when i think about it i can go to dr i can speak spanish and i can come here and speak english you know so i think it's all about just embracing that difference and i love that yeah, like just taking full control of your life and just not being afraid to stand out and be different. I've learned to embrace that along the way. Obviously, as a child, it's harder to comprehend that. But as you get older, you like learn to embrace it. Yeah, I love that. And I love that story. um, Because I think all of us at some point, especially as children, it's it's so difficult to feel like we fit in (laughs) um I mean I've been through that it's it's like the worst feeling um but just like as you said you know embracing those differences and and getting you know not not afraid to get your voice out there I think is is so 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 powerful yeah absolutely and um also just switching gears I don't want to talk about you about your criminal justice and your cyber crime so that is so interesting. Um, I actually wanted to go into criminal justice myself for a while. Oh. Um, never happened. <laughs> never happened. But but I, I find that so inspiring uh, to me because cyber, I mean, cyber crime, it's a real thing. And I think a lot of people would think, oh, it's not because it's on the Internet. And it's, you know, it's, it's not as big of a deal um, as in real life. So what has your relationship been with that? What made you want to more th- move forth with that career? So with everything I experienced growing up with the domestic violence and my father being deported, Mm -hmm. um, for me, it was really important to learn about law. Like, I just felt like it would be key for me to learn about those things because it was happening so much in my life where I was constantly being involved with law enforcement and, Mm -hmm. you know, that nature. So for me, I, I grew an interest an interest towards it. And so I started studying criminal justice when I was in college. And like still to this day, I just love the topic. I don't know. I find it so fascinating. Yeah, but yeah. criminal justice, um, I really was striving to work in law enforcement, which I'm still in the process of it. Um, but to do something within that field. I don't know where exactly I would want to go. Like, even if I did become a police officer, let's say, I don't want to just stay there. I want to, like, continue to move forward. Yeah. And um, just do other things that I can do to help people, like, in any way possible and eventually be able to implement, like, programs that can help women who are victims and things like that. So 
that is my goal for it. Um, when I studied cybercrime too, I don't think a lot of people know. It's also something that's not very spoken about because right. it's not um, it's not like in law yet. Where cybercrime is not like a very established thing yet because it's still so very new. Right. But people don't realize that it has. It's like most of our crime because everything is virtual nowadays. Exactly. So right. It, it takes over. Like I feel like it's most of the crime is so many things that happen online. Absolutely. Yeah, it is very dominant. And um, a lot of people do underestimate that. I think a lot of people just think, oh, it's just a post or, oh, it's just a comment. Who cares? Why are you letting it get to you? But it it matters. It does. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Absolutely. So also, too, before I let you go, I have a few more questions to ask you. So within everything that you've accomplished so far, um, you are in your, how old are you now? I'm 26. You're 26. Okay, so you're two years older than me. So, uh, you know, really, where do you want to see your life, let's just say, when you reach 30? You know, what do you want to accomplish before the big 3 So I definitely want to continue to um, get my story out. That, for me, is my life purpose. Like, just to be able to inspire women and just people in general all over the world to see me and, like, know that I'm a living testimony of like you can go through so many things in your life like trust me I know how challenging it can be and at times you feel hopeless and you feel like is will things ever change you know but you you have to push through like you you have to have faith and you have to like work hard to get where you want in life and Again, I'm a living testimony that you can go through things in your life, but if you work hard, you can achieve your goals. Like, I mean, I ran for Miss New York three times. Wow. And the third time was when I won. And I've always dreamt of that since I was a little girl. Never would I have ever imagined <laughs> that it actually would have come true. Aww. But yeah, you just have to really like push through in your life. For me, my goals definitely are to continue to like share my story I also like again, like I said before, just create a program that can help women or children and people who are victims of domestic violence as well. Um, yeah, definitely, those wow. are like my top goals. Yeah, that's incredible. And I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel this way when I, when I, cause I'm 24 now, so I always have this kind of goal that I want to reach, like before I hit 30. <laughs> um, I'm always like wanting to reach like as much as I can in my 20s and yeah. you know I've always felt that way so I'm happy you feel that way too yeah it's always it's a process right life's a process it's trial and error um I love that and I can't believe yeah so you you tried three times for the title I, I did yeah this That's was incredible. my third time wow the first time I did it I had no experience whatsoever oh my god. I mean I had did teen in 2015, I believe okay. it was, but teen is very different than Miss. Right. Yeah. So when, when I did Miss the first time, I had no coaching, like no nothing. I just was practicing at home in my bedroom. Oh my gosh. And went and I was third runner up. And then ah. last year I had coaching and I was first runner up. And then this year, again, like my main goal was to focus on my mental health. I did a few coaching, but not as much as I did last year. Like, I want to say I did about, like, four or five classes, and I, the rest of it was just me focusing on my mental state. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, mental mental health is important, yeah. And 
I mean, I all the work that gets put into it as well. Um, I mean, I don't do pageants, but I work adjacent within that community, so I know I know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have many friends in pageants, so I, I know how it goes. Um, what was your? I have to ask this too, because I'm honestly like generally like curious. So, when you did get crowned as Miss New York USA, like, what was your emotion? Like, how do you? <laughs> what What is that feeling? Because I've never experienced that. So, and I never, I never will. So, I'm gonna live through you for a minute. So, how did that really feel? So, it's really weird because obviously it's a shock to yeah. everyone when it happens. But I felt like in my heart and soul, like I just felt like my life. I felt something. Like I say, oh I always God. tell people I felt the Holy Spirit in me. Oh my God. Because I really did. I felt like this this energy in my body that I've never ever felt before and I just remember thanking God like before I even knew that I had one like I was just thanking God the entire time like thank you God backstage I was like thank you God because I just felt like his like I felt the Holy Spirit in me that's the best way I can explain it but wow when I won I was I felt so many emotions like I was just shaking I was crying but the best thing I can think of was just my family and my little sister in the crowd. And I was just so like happy to be able to give her that like influence of like, look at me, like I'm your sister. I'm on stage. You you saw me here last year. I didn't win last year, but I, I didn't give up. I'm here again. And I won. Wow. And like, just for her to see that and yeah. to know, like you can work hard and you can like try again and it's okay. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh. That's yeah, that's so beautiful. And um, I mean, I saw your I saw like your outfits and the dresses and oh my god, like <laughs> I'm obsessed. <laughs> Thank you. I, stunning, stunning. Um, oh my you. gosh, I love that. So also too, before I let you go, um, as everyone on my podcast, what would you say is one thing, good or bad, that you have learned about yourself so far this year? Hmm. So for me, good, I would say that. I'm resilient. I've definitely mm-hmm. learned that throughout my life. I'm all about pushing forward and I never give up and I'm always pushing through. But one bad thing about me is definitely that I'm super hard on myself and I struggled a lot with letting go of that inner voice that's always speaking negative yes. about myself. So a lot of us have that voice and I've learned again throughout like my spiritual journey with my life coach to really like diminish that voice and instead of it being negative being positive so for me I'm super hard on myself but I'm so proud to say that like I've worked through that and with my life coach like I I don't have those negative thoughts as much any anymore yeah yeah, it's it's true. I mean, I think we're all our worst critics. And I think we're all like, super hard on ourselves. Um, but being willing to acknowledge that is is very, very uh, just, yeah, it's it's beautiful in its own self, because you grow, you grow more, right? Yeah. You grow more as a person, you're more comfortable with yourself. And yeah, absolutely. But this has been amazing, Heather. And thank you again so much thank for joining. This is I'm so excited. This Thank is you actually for reaching rap. out to me. <laughs> oh my gosh, absolutely. I saw you and I was like, oh my gosh, like you're like the perfect person to have on the show. And um, this is actually the wrap of season three. So I wanted to have like a very special guest for this. So I chose you. So I'm very happy. Thank you. <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs>